Hey, y'all. How are we tonight? Well, it's your wonderful host, T-Wise, here again, here to share some information that I hope will be beneficial to you guys. So before we get started, I wanted to kind of bring us up to speed and kind of review what we talked about last week. But before we do that, typically when I start the podcast, I like to just talk about a few current events. And, you know, sometimes people are going through some things and maybe you don't know about it. And I can share that information with you. So kind of spill a little bit of tea about it. And, you know, you can pray for them in your prayer time. So we're talking about narcissism. What is a narcissist? So that has something to do with mental health. So we're going to have several episodes dealing with mental health, relationships, divorce, being single, wanting to be married. We're not going to discriminate because we're going to talk about it all. But first and foremost, one of the things on the list tonight that I wanted to bring you up to speed about is Kanye West. Now, he is wanting to run for president. That was up until yesterday. He decided that he did not want to do it anymore. But the first time I heard about it, I thought, hmm, that's not out of the ordinary for somebody that has bipolar because they go up and they go down. And Mr. Kanye West, he has decided that he will not take any medication. He'll just deal with it as it comes. And you know what? I really feel sorry for his wife, Kim. So let's pray for them. Also, how about John Travolta? Him and his wife, well, Kelly Preston, she passed away from breast cancer. She was 57 and they were married for close to 29 years. So that is something that really hits home for me. For one, they were married such a long time and I really admire couples that can stick in there and do that and also breast cancer cancer runs in my family and i just want us to pray for him and his kids he also lost a son about six years ago to some type of accident so let's pray for the travolta family if you would the last thing on the list and it may have made national news i'm not sure there was a three-year-old by the name of olivia jansen she was murdered by her father and she was dumped in the woods and left there He and his girlfriend put her body in the car. It was wrapped in some type of rug or some type of clothing. We're not sure exactly. And they dumped her in the woods. And then he went and he made a police report saying that his daughter was missing. So two plus two didn't add up to be four. So by the end of the day, once they found the body, of course, he was arrested and his girlfriend was picked up later and brought in also. So I would like to pray for the mother of that child because the mother is currently in jail and she right now I'm sure is is helpless and she's probably really, really grieving because she didn't get a chance to even see her daughter. So let's just pray for that entire family. And you know, we're talking about mental health and I'm sure that her dad, he dealt with some type of mental health because I don't know how you could as a parent murder your own child. And it was just kind of funny to me that on the mugshot, he had his daughter's name tattooed above his left eyebrow. But you decide that you're gonna murder her. So we know that he probably wasn't in his right mind. So we definitely need to pray for that family. And guess what, I forgot to tell you. I've got a special guest tonight. I just kind of kept that a secret. But we're gonna talk tonight and we're gonna talk about some fun things. And when we want you guys to just come on in, take a chair and let's have some tea together, is that okay? 
Well, my special guest, her name is Miss Divachik. And I told her what I was talking about tonight. And I said, why don't you come by and share some of your knowledge of wealth with us? Because we love to hear what you have to say. And I want to apologize because my psychologist that was supposed to be here tonight, Mr. Sharp, he had a family emergency. So he'll join us next week and we'll pick up from where we left off. So, Miss Divachik, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So, you know what we're talking about? We're talking about narcissists. So is that something you can relate to? Something I can definitely relate to. Oh, awesome. So last week we talked about um, the definition of what a narcissist is. So what I decided to do for this podcast, since you were going to be here, I decided to just dig a little deeper, find out what a narcissistic wife or girlfriend looks like and what a narcissistic husband or boyfriend looks like. So we really got a lot to talk about tonight. One thing before before I let you start talking is I wanted to remind the people about the books that I gave out last week, the titles of those books. And thanks to you guys that, you know, came and left an email and wanted to get the information. Um, The title of the book that I personally used for myself was called Should I Stay or Should I Go? And it was a phenomenal book. And it really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I'm hoping that you guys will be able to get out there and you'll be able to find the book and you'll be able to relate to what this uh, Dr. Dervasula, her name is Romani Dervasula. That's D-U-R-V-A-S-U-L-A. I hope you guys will be able to relate to what she's saying. There's a check. There's a checklist at the front of the book and she's going to ask lots of questions and you just go down the list and check if that person that you're involved with has any of those type of tendencies. So, Miss Diva Chick, can you tell I need to read that book. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a great book and I highly recommend it to everybody. But before I let you start talking, I just wanted to tell the people, don't forget, if you have any questions, please, please just send an email to teespodcast at gmail.com and I'll be happy to get the answer for you if I don't know it. I'm not a specialist and I don't have any type of degree in this. I actually have a PhD because I went through it for so long. So, Ms. Divachik, can you tell yeah. me a little bit about what you know about narcissism and how it has affected you and your relationships? Hmm. Where do I start? Oh, anywhere you feel comfortable. We've got plenty of space. <laughs> they start it? out very charming. So that's how they get you. That's first of all, that's how they get you. They start very charming, giving, but it's just all a part of their game. The game is to draw you in so then they can start playing tricks and games with your mind. Now, who would you be talking about? Is this your brother? Is this a neighbor? Who would this person no. be? Um, yeah, but it could be your brother, your neighbor. Your closest friend, you just just never know. Okay, so the person that you're talking, are you talking about anybody particular? Or are you just talking about in general? Um, I'm talking about my experience with, with the narcissist. Um, okay. I I dated someone a while back who, um, on the surface, looked like he was like. My king, you know, um, but turned out he 
drew me in and then start playing all kinds of the mind games with me. Um, and then he would turn it back on. Uh, I would have an issue with him sometimes. And then he would um, just flip the whole conversation, like manipulate the whole conversation. So at the end of the conversation, I'm left feeling bad for confronting him on something he did. Exactly. So you felt like you were the individual that was at fault. Is that correct? Yes. All the time. Even when he he was the issue, he somehow was able to get get in my head and make me think that, no, it's not him. It's me. Okay. And we talked about this last week because I gave them a little synopsis of my experience. And, you know, family, we're here tonight not to throw shade at anybody. We're not trying not to... Um, make anybody look bad because as I stated last week my ex-husband was a great provider and Mm -hmm. he did the best that he could do but you can't help the cards that you've been dealt and all of this starts in childhood so Miss Diva Chick so I told the the family last week that my ex-husband he was an only child for so long, but his mother had him when she was 15, so she was yeah, really that was it. That was the same with my ex. He was a, he, he was an only child. Okay. Um, and he had had some childhood trauma. Um, and I think that kind of led him to become this narcissist. And that's how it starts. It starts in childhood. And it's either they're going to be idolized or they're going to have some trauma. And it's either one or the other. And usually it's the mother that empowers the narcissist. Yes. And, you know, we always say he's a mother's boy or, you know, mothers are so crazy about their sons. And actually, we're only doing them harm when we do that. So I'm sitting here thinking about this and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm reflecting on the relationship that I have with my own son. So I don't want to enable him. I want him to be out on his own and experience all that life has to give him. And family, I told you about this a couple of weeks ago about the whole apartment thing. And so we had a snag with that, but I'm moving out and buying a house and he's staying here. Guess what? There's one key to my house and nobody's coming in but me. Because guess what? When you're grown, you do grown people things and you pay your own bills. So you've got to stand up and you've got to take care of yourself. Another thing that you have to be careful with when you're dealing with a narcissist or somebody that has narcissistic tendencies. Remember I said last week, all of us are going to have some tendencies, but we're not going to have at least 10 out of 12 of the items on that checklist. That's somebody that is a full-blown narcissist and narcissism Mm -hmm. and borderline personality disorder, they go hand in hand. I'm not a specialist on that. So we'll leave that for next week when Mr. Sharp joins us. He can tell us more about that. So the question I have for you, Ms. Chick, is you were smitten by this guy. He was well put together, and I'm sure he made a lot of money. Or if he didn't, he made it seem like he made a lot of money. Is that right? That's right. He was very um, established in his career. Awesome. So you think, wow, maybe he's the one. Exactly. And and so you begin to date, and you begin to get feelings for him, and 
Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, bam, what happened? I want to know a story. I need a story. Something juicy. All of a sudden, bam, he did a whole 360. He wasn't miss- he wasn't charming and nice and sweet and thoughtful anymore. It was me, 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 me. All about him. It was mm-hmm. him, 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 him. Like, I didn't even exist anymore. Yes. And you know what? Let me read this definition to you because I'm pretty sure you'll be able to relate to this. A narcissistic husband or boyfriend installs a pseudo personality over time using powerful influence techniques that are repeated time and time again. Now, the pseudo personality is forced onto the victim without their knowledge or consent. The victim is therefore not in a position to resist mentally. So basically what that means is they put it, you know, you're in shock for the most part. Yeah. You're going to be in shock and then you get to second guessing yourself and you get to say maybe I really did that. Maybe it is my yeah. fault. Maybe it is. Maybe it is me. Maybe, you know what, I just need to not uh, ex- expose on his lies. Exactly. Because you're feeling bad and you're like, oh, well, what can I do? Because it's my fault. Remember, now right. that's Remember, yeah. they don't take blame for anything. It's always your fault. It's, it's always your fault. Never their exactly. fault. Exactly. They don't take yeah. responsibility for anything. You yeah. rarely ever get a sorry out of. Exactly. You're you're definitely right about that. So now I'm going to read seven ways to tell if your husband or your boyfriend is a narcissist. Number one, distorted need for attention and validation. Did you deal with that by any chance? Yes, he always wanted attention. I, it, it had to be about him. I remember one time he told me, you don't make it enough about, about me. I'm thinking like, what else do you want my soul? Like I've given so much here and I'm like depleted. I exactly. can't get it anymore. Absolutely. And so family, as we're talking about this and we're going to give these seven ways to tell if your man is a narcissist, I guarantee you're going to need to get the book. So just sit back, scoot on in as we continue. Okay, number two, feeling superior and entitled. Did you ever get yeah. that by chance? He was entitled to everything. It was uh, like a, it's all about it's all about them. Okay, and their needs. And even okay. even the even the the cat and the, the I'll, I'll say even the 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 pursuit of you is a game. It's all about how you is making him feel it's really not even about you yeah he's charming in the beginning because he's got a long-term goal and that's to draw you in and manipulate you so that's just what they do that's what they do and it's funny that you say that because i'm going to give an example and i gave this example last week and maybe some of the listeners didn't join us last week so one of the things that i remember very well is it was a father's day and you know, I'm all about celebrating my man. Birthdays, holidays, uh, Father's Day, anniversary. You know, I always think outside the box. So I would do all types of things. So for this Father's Day, I had already shopped. I bought him three pair of shoes, clothes. He had a lot of things. I can't remember everything that he got, but he had a lot of things. I cooked dinner and we were at home because Um, we were having church at home and he would call people and connect them via phone. So after that was over, 
I went and got his bags, I got his card, and I said, Happy Father's Day. Now, mind you, he was um, a little bit perturbed because somebody didn't come to church. It may have been me, because if I'm home and I didn't dress appropriately because we're in church, that would piss him off. So he was already in a mood, but I don't remember why. So after the service, food was done, gifts on the table, give him his card and I say, happy Father's Day. So he looks at everything. He says, thanks. Gets up, tells me he's leaving because he's going to the hospital to check on his cousin who was in the hospital and it was a it was a baby so i thought oh okay well he wasn't going alone of course guess who was going with him can you guess miss diva check mother dear of course mother so dear. now i now i got to hear about this later because he walked out and he came back and he says father's day a, a brother can't even get a steak on father's day and I'm thinking, wow, but you don't see all these gifts that I, I took time out to go to the store to pick out and the food that I prepared for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, okay, of course it's my fault. I got to do better next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. So you'll never be, you'll never be what they want. And once you, and once you do become what they want. It's like game over because it's it's not fun for them, you know. They like the challenge, the rush. That's what they get. That's what they get from it, from manipulating you and controlling you. Is you know that that rush, that thrill. Exactly. So we can never be good enough because guess what? They're not good enough. Exactly. They, they don't think they're good enough, and they don't love themselves, so they can't love us. You know, they can't show us the love. I remember we even did some counseling because I'm thinking everything had to do with his childhood was because of his dad. Little did I know once all this unveiled itself because back then I wasn't in school. So once everything began to unravel, it's like, aha, this is where it starts at. This is where everything takes place. Now mm-hmm. I understand. So it's funny. We'll go. We'll continue on talking about the seven um, ways to tell if your man is a narcissist. So we just talked about number two, feeling superior and entitled. So let's mm-hmm. talk about the blame game. Did you ever experience that one? Yes, I, I got blamed for him cheating. <laughs> oh, it's your fault. It was my fault. Oh yeah, everything's your fault. Yeah. It was. It was my fault because I left, and he made sure that he said this multiple, multiple times. You left me, you left me, but you didn't tell the rest of the story, why? All you know is I left you. So they want to be victims. So whoever- Oh, they're always gonna be victim. Yes, they're always gonna be the victim. So whoever hears about me, it's gonna be my fault, everything. So if a person ever sees me and, he, and he's talked about me to them, they're going to be like, wow. So it, it makes sense because that's what he used to do, him and mm-hmm. his family. So I could never measure up in their eyes because mm-hmm. of all of this. So, right. you know, these are crucial times we're dealing with. You know, the dating world, 
it's a scary place. Yes. It's a scary place. And so if I can empower one man tonight, one woman, make sure you check this person out. Not their background and their credit. All that stuff is important too. Family. You need to get to the root of everything. I did a genealogy. I want to tell you guys, love, it will only keep you so long. And then you gotta think. Mm-hmm. You know, we we today. And I can say I'm sure in the back of my mind I have to think, am I good enough? Because they've been for so long. Mm-hmm. You know the blame game. This is what the narcissists do. They, they leave. They they come and go, but they leave a lasting scar. If you allow, you know, if you allow them to. Exactly, and then we got the lack of empathy. I can be crying the way we need the room. Oh, if I get out the Mm-hmm. And perfectionism. That's number five. We got three. One, four. Like the work. Everything has to be perfect and done their way. Their way. Now I'm a little old school about the signs. But I'm just gonna do it Baby, let me tell you, come on, family, come on in. It's about more than that. Because they can help you, and they will witness, but they all tore up. Tore up from the floor up, if we can say it like that. So, as a family, we got to look out for one another. And so, you know, I've gotten some feedback from last week's podcast. have to go through the same things that we went through. Yes. And, you know, lack of boundaries. There's no boundaries with, with narcissists. And the minute you start to set boundaries is when they get all discombobulated, and that's when you see the different person. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And then, they don't want to be exposed. That's what? Now, somebody else can have my ex and narcissistic And I say, yes, you have narcissistic Well, why didn't you tell me? I didn't know that was what you had to tell you. So, if you get anything from us sitting here tonight spilling tea, get this, then you're worth it. Because you are. You know, you know, you get lonely sometimes. If I get lonely, 
And I've come to the realization that that means that I'm going to stick to my trauma. I don't want to go back to the same situation. I want to be able to sit here and talk to my family and let them know, hey, it's going to be all right. I need a clear mind. I need a pure heart and a forgiving spirit and lots of love. So, Miss Divichick, you went through all of this. You struggled a little bit. You wondered about yourself and you thought you was losing your mind maybe once or twice. I'm just speaking on what happened to me. So, today, how you feeling? Today, I'm feeling great. I feel like a weight was lifted because when I was in that situation, in that relationship, I was always heavy, heavy, just felt burdened, felt just always down. Now, I've come out of that. I'm, I'm so much better. I prayed my way through. And I'm stronger. Thank God. It's only by God's grace. Yeah, I just realized my worth. I realized my was better than this, and I just removed myself from the situation. Absolutely. And you know, being married for such a long time, I still struggle. I still have my days. Mm-hmm. I was sharing with somebody the other day. God has a way of giving me insight, and He will let me know that. Something's going on with X. I'll get a drink. And lo and behold, I get a phone call the next week. And, you know, I did tell you guys that I made the choice to disconnect completely. You can't be friends with a narcissist. If you are, it's going to be an unhealthy relationship because what they will do is they will suck all the life out of you. And then you're going to be feeling depleted. And then on top of it, Mm-hmm. So, if you take anything from my sisters tonight, take this. That you're worth it. Know that God is able. And, you know, the last thing is how precious you are to us. Yes. And what your father wants you to settle for less. And when you're young, you don't. So when you're older, do that. I'm sick of audiences and work, but before you settle down, make sure it's the right one. It's the so right that one. You can always say, God, I think. Instead of wondering, thinking, what if I had a Not settled. You don't want that in the back of your mind. I mean, even me having thoughts like, wow, I'm in my life now. What? What am I going to do? Nobody's going to want me. I'm older. But the devil is a liar. He's a liar. And he's a defeated foe in all of the lives. He's saying, We are children of the precious high God. So, you know, we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes. I'm not going to keep you too much longer. But this is a touchy subject. 
mental illness is not something that you just talk about when you're sitting down having a cup of tea like you are today. Because people get offended. How many of you know? I can guarantee you and they don't belong there. So, this topic, it brings up old news for me, per se. But guess what? God has been so good to me that I can talk about it. It used to be a time where I couldn't even talk about it without time. But God is a healer. And as he's healed, and still healing my sister, and maybe some of you that are listening, you feel the same as everybody else. So, if this podcast is not anything to you tonight, please share with a loved one. You don't have to say that. But if you know uh, my sister, her husband, or uh, my brother, his wife, my cousin, her boyfriend, just send them the podcast and let them listen to them figure it out. They already know, but like it. I'm too old. I can't get nobody else. So, you know, I gotta take the good with the bad. The devil is a lie. Now, I'm saying that every relationship is gonna be necessary. That's different. We're all gonna have issues in relationships. But the thing is, you can come to the table and talk about it. Yeah. And you can be even killed and you can say I'm sorry. And the other person is just and I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. So, family, it's been fun. I love you. God bless you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yes, Tasha.